HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Cooking in Mexican from A to Z. Um, your host, uh, Aaron Sanchez, alongside my beautiful mother. Sarela Martinez. And we are talking about season four of this wonderful podcast, uh, Cooking in Mexico from A to Z. We are embarking in episode five, so we appreciate all of your support and your uh, enthusiasm of what our content is and our wonderful guests that continue to grace the airwaves, as it as it as it is, and uh, estamos muy agradecidos a todos, a todo el apoyo y, y todo lo que hacen ustedes para soportar eh, nuestro podcast. And uh, here we are. We're, we're talking about a very interesting subject, Mom. And I know this is very near to dear to you, but we're talking about cooking with flowers in the Mexican kitchen, in the cocina, and las recetas and the recipes that spawn from that, and we have an unbelievable guest here, and uh, we are very excited about this, and it's Matocayo, his last name is Sanchez, uh, Lester Loon Sanchez, of course, is who we're talking about, and he is uh, uh, the foremost expert uh, of cooking with flowers in, in, in the Mexican diaspora and the cuisine. Uh, he hails from the beautiful state of Veracruz, Jarrocho, all the way, 100%. And uh, let me just give you a little bit of background on, on Senor Lester Loon. He is uh, an author and penned three books, uh, Endemic Edible Flowers of Veracruz, which came out in 2013, Flowers in, in the Veracruzana Kitchen in 2018, and then, of course, uh, his most recent beautiful uh, uh, book is the recipe book of Jalapeña, regional, the, the Regional Basket, which is... Uh, led him in his research uh, to discover new flowers that no one has ever heard of. And I think a lot of people take uh, for granted how it has a way of interweaving itself in, in modern-day cuisine, in Mexico especially. He's the chef at the uh, uh, restaurant Macura in Veracruz, traditional uh, Veracruzan restaurant. And uh, yeah, so he comes with unbelievable accolades, as you can imagine. So I just want to welcome him uh, on behalf of my, of my mama and my jefa and, and you. So welcome, Mr. Lu. Thanks. Uh, it is a great pleasure to be here with you. So uh, I admire you both, Sarela and Aron, 
course, firstly to Sarela, who met many years ago here in Veracruz. There are not words to express my admiration for someone who has worked so hard to promote Mexican cuisine. Uh, and by the way, she's still doing it. <laughs> so uh, I fondly remember those afternoons at La Nostalgia Kitchen or sitting at a great table full of food in some one old house in Hico. I still keep your book, uh, very lovely, Sarelas uh, Veracruz. I love that. Uh, of course, Aaron, you have given voice to the many Latinos around the world. Many could see you as an example to follow, so congratulations. I'm so happy to be here with both. Uh, I want to apologize in advance for any mistakes I might make. My accent is terrible, my pronunciation too. I'm, a, I'm like a infrastructure president. <laughs> And don't, I, I don't have much practice nowadays, so I'm so sorry. You know, you don't need practice. You know, I have a story about when we met. You know, he, he had this, did you marry the girl that you were with then? Is that the girl that you dedicated the book to? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, she, she was with a, this couple, an adorable girl. And, and he, I don't know what, he, what the deal was, but he he wanted to connect with me. And I said, if you're serious, let's make a, make a dishes, make some dishes for me today. And this was like market day. And it was like, uh, so anyway, by six o'clock at night, he had made two extraordinary dishes. And I said, this guy's going to make it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I, don't, I don't forget. So let's talk a little bit, and, and I'm sure we're going to touch a lot about the stories, because I think, Mom, you know, one of the things that you always say is that I was, I'm a Mexican that didn't know my own country. And you start to travel within your own country to understand it. And Veracruz, apart from Oaxaca, spoke a lot to you. And it just opened up all of your sensory and your appreciation for our cultura and our, and our patria. And then... You know, through all that, you've, you've learned specifically about, you know, food from Veracruz, obviously. But let's talk about the ideas of flowers and how they play into the Mexican cuisine. Can I just and, make and, a, a quick, uh, a quick uh, description of, the, of Veracruz? It, mm -hmm. It's a 400-mile-long state. It borders on seven different regions. So it has seven regional cuisines in a way. But, you know, the, the cooking of the mountains is is flowers, mushrooms, elites, uh, you know, those kind of vegetables. And they, they have some beef. And then the, the, the other side is Afro-Mexican mostly and Mediterranean. Is that, is that a good description, Mr. Moon? Yeah, that's a great so, description. The, the, first, the first flavors that I had with flowers there were, were the, the, the red ones, Gasparitos. Yeah, it's a edible flower. That a lot of people use as, as a substitute for, for, for meat. So yeah. tell us a little bit about those flowers that you cook with the most. Well, I um, um, I I start to uh, talking about my book. Um, I decided to write this book six years ago, uh, when I finished studying as at Esgamex with Yuri de Gortari and Edmundo Escamilla. Mm, rest in peace. 
they pushed me in many ways to achieve it. So first, I tried to seek help from specialists like botanicals and anthropologists and researchers who had work on the subject, you know, edible flowers. And I didn't have an encouraging outlook. And they told me, you won't find more edible flowers than we have found. That's the, that's the, the idea. Uh, at that time, there were around 10 or 12 edible flowers registered in Veracruz. So I don't care. Um, I decided to travel around Veracruz, you know, North Veracruz, Middle Veracruz, South Veracruz, uh, uh, and try to look in for any flowers that were not registered yet. Uh, well, uh, my surprise was enormous when I found many other flowers that were used for food here in Veracruz. I mean, on your on unregistered flowers. Uh, currently, or nowadays, uh, my work includes uh, 65 flowers, edible flowers, and more than 300 receipts. Wow. Uh, we are talking about a six years investigation. So there are a lot of edible flowers here in Veracruz. Now, now, that, and, that and through your research, Lestolun, like, have you ever, because people might be very concerned about eating a flower because they could be considered poisonous. Now, how was that process in your research? Were you ever concerned or se corrió un problema, algo así, durante, you know, all your viajes and all that? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I think flowers or edible flowers is something that start in uh, pre-Hispanic, uh, pre-Hispanic Mexico. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about edible flowers, we talk about something that have 2,000 years uh, historia. Yeah, the history. Yeah. Tenemos 200 años, 2,000 años, 4,000 años comiendo flores. Yeah, I, I told Leslie Moon that, uh, that you want to have somebody on to talk about pre-Hispanic food. And he said to me, that ended 500 years ago. We, I love we, it. we have indigenous food now. I love and, it. And that's, yeah. and that's, I think, that's a very interesting point to, to bring up, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah I, I, I think something like that. Uh, Pre-Hispanic cuisine is something that has already happened. Great. Yeah, while the indigenous cuisine is still alive. Uh, a lot of the information of the receipts in my book come from that Veracruz that is, is still alive, uh, called Afrodescent yes. or indigenous. Yeah, maybe Hispanic influence or totally mestizo, that's Veracruz. Well, we cannot deny that food with edible flowers has origin in the pre-Hispanic times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, of course, the influence remain in Mexico thanks to our indigenous roots. Yep. Although, European also ate flowers. Yes. African ate flowers. That's the reason why we have roses and hibiscus flowers in the Veracruz cuisine. Yes. So I try to explain that cooking with edible flowers is very complex and it doesn't end in the pre-Hispanic times. It continues for 500 years. 
creating a new way of eating, uh, which sometimes called Veracruzum cuisine. Yes. Uh, and it's very evident in the edible flowers. Someone else told me sometime, uh, Mexicans are flower eaters. <laughs> and that's true. And uh, not only our flowers, uh, we also learn to eat another flowers. Yeah. Mm. Like Hispanic flowers or African flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you feature any dishes uh, with flowers in your menu in your restaurant in Jalapa, Jucara? I have a lot of them. Uh, for example, I have enchiladas de nata. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Con flores de calabaza. Oh my God, that's, that's, really delicious. that's a wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about that because for everyone that doesn't know about some of the more popular flowers that are used in Mexican cuisine, I think the first one we have to acknowledge is the flor de calabaza, no? Right? The zucchini flower, no? It probably has the most recognition, right? I think we can agree as far as that. But then you move into the hibiscus or the habaica, like you said, which is, is it in the sorrel family or is it a violet? Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the idea of Jamaica and, and, and the, uh, the hibiscus plant, the flower, I should say. So let's talk a little bit about the most recognizable flowers that are used. No? What do you think for our listeners? Yeah, I, I think we have um, maybe three or four flowers. Uh, for example, isote flower. Uh, there are a lot of receipts with uh, isote flower, uh, maybe also uh, something that Charella said, uh, Gasparito flower. It's also a, a lot, uh, there are a lot of receipts with Gasparito flower. Uh, of course, uh, squash blossom. Yeah, there are a lot of receipts. How about the orchids? My book is right with the scientific names. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's important. For example, it's uh, isote flower. It's called uh, yuca guatemalensis. Okay. So it's the same thing in English, French, or Spanish because we use the scientific name. So we, we have uh, yuca guatemalensis or Gasparito flower is called... Uh, called Eritrina Americana, mm. for example. So uh, my book uh, have, uh, have these scientific names, and it's so important. Are the gasparitos available anywhere in the United States, the plants? Yes, I think so. Uh, for example, the isote flowers, uh, somebody told me that she found Isote flowers in LA. Yeah, they're, the, they're beautiful white colors. flowers that come on a yuca. And they, what is the season? The most, la mayor cantidad, la mayor cantidad de flores, he's. En la primavera, no? En. Okay, so in the spring is, is the majority, spring. no? Is what we're trying, yeah, or no? Yeah, okay. but it's not only uh, spring. Mm -hmm. We can find uh, a lot of flowers in uh, January mm. or December. In the hotter places? Um, it depends. Yeah, it depends uh, the region or the place or the temporary. For example, 
this kind of flower that I told you, uh, Gasparito flower, in northern Veracruz start in January. Mm. <clears throat> Middle Veracruz start in spring. And South Veracruz start in uh, August. Something so, like that. So the flavor is different, no? Flowers. Between the regions, I would imagine, no? Les no? Tiene una diferencia en sabor, no? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. And we have a lot of different kinds of flowers. For example, we have Eritrina Americana, eh, pero también tenemos also have eh, Eritrina Forsersky mm -hmm. in the Tuxplas. Mm -hmm. It's a similar flower eh, that we call Gasparito. So we have a, a different flavors. They're, they're, they're red and very succulent. So, yeah. so how, can, let's talk a little bit about about the re, the restaurant. Because yeah, and I think in that same vein, Mom, let's talk about how do you cook the flowers? You yeah, know, do you use yeah, them as a garnish? Yeah, is it? Do you use them as a garnish? Do you cook with them? Do you cook them very very softly so they don't lose their 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 potencia? Like, you know, let, let's talk a little bit of how do you use the flowers in cuisine and in your restaurant? Yeah. There's something important that I want to explain mm -hmm. before. Uh, uh, for example, uh, what eat flowers means. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. So in the Asian Mexico, flora represents life, death, God's uh, creation, man, the language, poetry, art, friendship, lordship, a uh, captive in war, heaven, earth, the heart, uh, in, even a calendaric sign. So it accompanied the man from his birth to his death. Yeah, heavenly the flower was one of the basic elements in the pre-Hispanic symbolic, symbolic communication as a synonym for precious. So when we decide to eat flowers, we did them only as a physiological need. Yeah? We did because it represents our way of understanding the world, the way we eat the world. So that's that's very important. Yeah. Uh, so eat flowers is not only like, oh, oh yeah, what kind of uh, flower we're going to eat today. Uh, but it, it represents eat flowers. It, rep it represents birth. It's the female. And really, you know, the female is the flower. It's where life is giving. And you think about it symbolically, like you just said beautifully, Lester Noon. It's that. No, mom? It's the female is the flower. It's so it's so beautiful the analogy. You it's know? very eloquent. You know. It's a it's a it's a yes. pleasure for me to, to be to have been able to invite Mr. Bloom because he is a new generation of chefs in in Mexico who are really dedicated to to doing cooking responsibly, you know, sustaining the environment, and and you know. Thank you, sir. And it's 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 just wonderful to not only is that but to he's a poet, you know. Read us the 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 dedication in your book, read it in Spanish, to the woman. And we'll, tra and we'll translate, because it's beautiful. Please, please. 
Ahí traducimos, me reí, la, por favor. A la, a la mujer que me alimentó con las flores que crecían en el jardín. With the flowers in, in our garden. In our garden, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's my mom. Wow. That's your Isn't mom. that beautiful? It's like illusions. Yeah, and, and you think about how much it takes to take care of a flower, right? In times of cold and weather and all these different all these different sort of natural elements that it can either have a flower uh, grow and, and sustain itself and, and proliferate or it could die. So you really have to love yeah. that flower. Well, yeah, and like you have to care I for have it, you know? a little prince. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have two beautiful stories about edible flowers in Veracruz. I, I think they are very important to understand. Uh, the first one, an anthropologist traveled when he was very young to a mountainous area with a population that is still mostly indigenous, called Songolica. It's a Nahua people. So there uh, he stayed in a house of an important family. Uh, one morning he was having a breakfast and a young man sat down opposite him. And the young man began to eat a huge plate with flowers. These flowers are called yolosochi, with mean hard flowers, you know. Uh, it's Yolo, heart, and Sochit, flower. Uh, flo flores del corazón, flores del corazón. <clears throat> That's a beautiful word. And his first thought was the people who live here are so poor and they need to eat flowers to survive. That's a strong thought, you know? It's like poor people, poor people, poor people. So, Uh, he couldn't he couldn't be more wrong. Uh, the young man was getting ready because the next day he was going to get married. Uh, he he was eating flowers to prepare. The flowers have a deep meaning of fertilization. Uh, so he was preparing himself, yeah, to make babies. You know. So that's that's uh, eat flowers in Mexico mean. <laughs> I love it. That's so beautiful. So, <laughs> so we, have, uh, we have a lot of uh, edible flower salads. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. 
You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. So, Jeff, how do you use them in your restaurant? So, do you, are there certain ones you make sopita, sopa, or do you make some that are just raw in a salad? Like, how do you use some of those flowers, those edible flowers? It depends. Uh, it depends the flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about the yeah. gasparitos? Yeah. How do you make gasparitos? Yeah. For example, gasparitos, it's a, a flower that uh, that has an infinity of recipes. For example, have salads, have broths, have soaps, stuffed chilies that are delicious, uh, chili sauce, tamales, stew, uh, moles, dessert, and many others. But do you boil them first? Yeah, you, you get, let's say you get home with your with your gasparitos. You wash them and then put them away or cook them right away. And uh, yeah, I think and uh, I think there are uh, three ways to cook uh, flowers. I put in my book, or I, I wrote in my book. Uh, the first one, uh, boiled. Yeah. Uh, it's a... Um, this in Espanol, me rey. This e, kind e, of flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? We, we eat this kind of flowers uh, por la textura, sí. porque son yeah. carnosas. Yeah? They make like patties, like hamburger uh, patties and those uh, gasparitos. Yeah, it's like quelites. Yeah, it's the same meaning of quelites in the Mexican cuisine. So we eat quelites. Why? Uh, yes, a little bit for the flavor, but uh, commonly uh, because they are carnosas. Yeah. So. And how about the isote? Like like meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like meat. Uh, so we have the second one, uh, the flowers to give a color. Yeah, uh, they are uh, three or four flowers that used to be, that used to color dishes. Yeah. Oh, really? Like what? Yeah. Like, uh, for example, something called Sangre de Cristo. Yeah, it's a little flower. Uh, it's like uh, orange, uh, an orange flower. And put the dishes with a color like violet. Yeah, that's a wonderful. Um, for example, for uh, ciruela, dulce de ciruelas. Yeah, it's a dessert. Uh, we use this kind of flower to give that violet color. Yeah, so uh, uh, the ciruela is like prune or plum, you know, plum. And you would use that to keep kind of ex- uh, exacerbate or make it more beautiful and, and colorful, no? Yeah, With the flowers. Yeah. So it can, be a, it can be a side component to enhance there's also yeah. a, a very it? famous broth a beverage the buku yeah uh, the, this, that is the the, the other way to use the flowers in the kitchen it's the uh, flower uh, for um, for the aroma yeah it's a beautiful smelling orchid yeah, it's used to flavor beverage such atoles, chocolate, and horchata. There are a lot of beverage uh, flavored with flowers. For example, 
I have two favorite flowers, one of them called Mayflower, uh, Flor de Mayo, uh, or two, uh, Suchil flower. It's like uh, Flor de Suchil. That's a beautiful word in Spanish because uh, proviene de, del Nahuatl, uh, flor. Suchil uh, means flor, flower. Except Suchil. Uh, Suchil means flower. Except. So in Spanish is something like flower, flower. Oh. Flor de Suchil. Yeah. It's something uh, beautiful. Uh, and the other one, uh, the Isote flower. Yeah. Their scientific names are Plumeria rubra and Yucca guatemalensis in that order. The first one is used to flower beverage such as atoles or chocolates or chata. It has a beautiful aroma like vanilla. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. And they make a mole um, with that. Yeah. And vupu that you say, uh, also, also vupu. It's a kind of beverage with atole. White atole, corn atole, and uh, after uh, something like espuma mm -hmm. with Froth, yeah. chocolate or cacao and a little bit I of uh, piloncillo and a lot of uh, plumeria rubra flower. Wow. So when we talk about we talk about flour. chile atoles, which is you know is so veracruzano and it just it, it really defines it. Right, mom. How about I mean, yeah. really quickly for it's, a chile it's, atole. It's a corn. It's based a corn stew. It's a corn yeah. stew. Let's put yeah, it that corn way. Star, yeah. Corn based yeah. stew. Yeah, with broth. Yeah, and uh, and there are a lot of chilatoles with edible flowers. Yes, absolutely. A lot. And where can people get your book? I mean, do you do you have yeah. it so that people can pay you to download it? And and also with also with that that same thing in mind, mom. Are you helping get some of those edible flowers to other parts of Mexico and also into the States? How do people procure those? Are they going to get them dried? Are they going to get them frozen and shipped to them? Like, how can people start to cook with them, even sense. if we're not in Veracruz? You know, so we can expand that understanding, you know? Well, the Isota would be well, available in Arizona for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll try to. To explain, uh, I think with the scientific names, uh, people in USA could maybe find the the flowers. Maybe, okay. But it, th there is something very important uh, when we talking about edible flowers here in Veracruz or here in Mexico. We are not talking about some in ingredient. Uh, there are not something that you can buy. Yeah, they are talking about the environment. Yeah, a lot of flowers are uh, trees, like a Gasparito flower or Isote flower. So you can find uh, alrededor de la ciudad en las fincas where you have, a, how can I say, finca de café. In English, coffee plantations. Yeah, at coffee plantation around Jalapa, for example, we are talking about environment, not not something that you can buy at supermarket. So, if you want to uh, cook with this kind of flowers, you you put you 
you can uh, look in for with the scientific names. Uh, I'm uh, seguramente no. Uh, they they will find there in the union in the USA. Is anybody commercializing them? No. I, I uh, for example, I I heard um, or oh, somebody told me that Salvadorian people in LA uh, find the uh, isote flowers in the desert and he uh, uh, las vende en el mercado. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but well, in that, Arizona uh, too. Yeah, that's a, that's beautiful because there are a lot of uh, isote flowers in the USA, but nobody knows how can I eat. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, so, um, so that's beautiful because uh, Salvadorian people uh, arrive and uh, start to use them. Let me ask you, uh, so just like, would you take, like, let's say, a garlic clove, some sliced onions, cook it a little bit, add the flowers, and add a stock or or add a or add it, or add it to to another to zucchini, let's say, or whatever. So, is that the way you would start a, a recipe? I, I think it'd be great to do a quesadilla. Ah, uh, yeah, like a, you know, with rajas, no, like a little bit of onion, some roasted poblano, and then a beautiful array of, of, of flour, and put in a beautiful quesadilla. No, that would be like something idea. that easy for a starter. No, that's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure you've done it, Chef. I mean, I'm not, you know, <laughs> so, but, you know, but, so. Yeah, mm. um, Blossom Squash uh, has an, a lot of recipes, too. Recipes. Yeah, recipes, yeah, like uh, salads, broths, soaps, stuffed uh, chilies, stuffed chilies. But, you know, that's so, interesting that's that you say that. If you look, so I work with Gordon Ramsay and, you know, Mr. Chef, Chef, Chef. And all of his yes. food at his three-star mission restaurant is decorated with flowers. If you look at it, some brotas, right? Or they're, they're derivatives of the, you know, the parsley or, you know, the beet root or whatever it is. And those flowers are so beautiful. And they end up being the garnish on a lot of these beautiful Michelin star restaurants. And they're flowers, Papa. They're flowers and they're being garnished all over the world. And now people are starting to understand that that's the, in essence, the essence of that herb or whatever the, the vegetable is. It starts with the flower, right? Or yeah. the root, the root within the flower. So it's interesting to yeah. see that because look at any Michelin guide and trust me, it's going to be garnished with flowers, you know? So it's interesting to see where we're going, you know? How about desserts? Yeah. With the flowers. Do you make any desserts with the flowers? Uh, yes. Uh, for example, isote flower has a, uh, something called uh, dulce de isote. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very simple. You boil isote flower with uh, something of syrup and uh, you, you can add a vanilla or uh, how can I say canela? So that's a wonderful dessert. You serve it with ice cream, maybe over ice cream. Yes, or over a tart. Oh, that would be great. 
So uh, I wonder if they use them in, in ice creams. Yes, for example, roast. Oh, rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah rose. Absolutely. And we haven't talked about that. I think that's interesting. La Rosa is used so much. I think you talk about, you know, the Persian Empire and all of that, them using, you know, rose as, as this beautiful sort of fragrant element from savory to, uh, uh, I mean, let's talk about the famous dish, the, the quail with rose petal sauce right. and like water for chocolate. No? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that might be the most famous use of flowers, no? You know, if you think about how it put it on the map. No, Mom? No? That's yes, a that's a good... The rose petal sauce with, 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 you know, so... It gets you all aflame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that is the, the, the recipe that is most cooked on Valentine's Day in Mexican restaurants in the United States. Yeah. Just bring out that, that, that recipe and... I, I, I think... Uh, the roses have a, uh, the same meaning of fertilization. So, with the European civilization. Yeah, that transfers, that arrive to Mexico. And then when you're in, when you're in Spain, all the crystallized violets and, yes. and all, all the things that's, that taste of violets, that's fantastic. So, it's, you know, cooking with flowers is more generalized than we realize. You know, there, there are all sorts of, of flower products that we don't think of, you know, as being, you know, cooking with flowers. Mm -hmm. It would be fun to explore no, um, the roses in Mexican food. Yes. I think um, when we start to eat another flowers, different than the flowers uh, that I have here in Mexico, also we... Uh, we start to understand how another people eat flowers. That's very important because the flower, uh, the meaning of flower here or, or eating flowers here in Mexico in the pre-Hispanic times is something like fertilization, yeah? yeah. Uh, something like uh, all that I talked so, about. But here's um, the question. Do you have a garden and what are the flowers that you grow at your house or your restaurant? Because uh, everybody wants to of know. Of course. Okay, so what is of it? Of course, suchil flower. That, that the grand chef has. Yeah? I have suchil flower, blossom squash, and isote. I love isote. I have isote around my garden. I love so, it. Um, and is, uh, is, um, flor de suchil is, is suchil flower because uh, it's a... It's um, this kind of flower uh, you could find find her in uh, cementeries. Yeah, that's right, cementeries. Yeah, because uh, there are uh, idea uh, idea uh, around the flower that the the flower fit the soul. So, so here in Veracruz. There are a lot of flowers around the cemeteries yeah, yeah, to feed the souls of our dead. That's wonderful. I think uh, the second one, for example, the second one, a beautiful story that I uh, learned here in Veracruz uh, is in a region called Soteapan. Yeah? Uh, the Sotke Popoluca populations, 
uh, have a tradition when a baby dies, a little baby dies, uh, a godfather must be found. So uh, this godfather should take the baby to the church, uh, sprinkling holy water uh, on his head and put a yellow flower called Puchmaya in his mouth. Uh, Puchmaya means in Popoluca, uh, Puch, um, yellow, and Moya, flower. So it's yellow flower. Uh, so this uh, godfather uh, put Puchmaya in his mouth to be fit in the next life. Wow. Yeah, that's the reason because the Popolucas uh, put a flower in the mouth. So uh, we can see that enormous meaning that the flowers have to feed the soul. Mm. Yeah, that's the same meaning because uh, uh, vamos a encontrar uh, las, no, we'll find, las yeah. flores sembradas alrededor de los cementerios yeah. para que alimenten las flores uh, a las almas de nuestros difuntos. Yeah. And how, and how do you, besides, besides feeding the souls, how do you cook with them at your restaurant? Yes, uh, with this uh, kind of flower, uh, I I make uh, horchatas. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they are uh, they are in Alvarado, yeah. uh, something called uh, horchata de flor de suche. Oh my gosh! It's a rice horchata mm. uh, with suchil uh, suchil flowers. I think those two would be great yeah. in quesadillas, no? Yeah, no, 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 because this kind of flower, flower, flower yes, this kind of flower is to aroma. Oh. Yeah, have a, a lot of aroma. Yeah. It's not a... So it's a not a marigold. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. It's not for, it's not like a lite. Uh-huh. It's, um, so you, it's you a... So you wouldn't need a salad, in other words. Yes, for example, Asada. Well, I'm sorry. Um, so, Lester Loom, can you tell all of our, our listeners and everybody that supports uh, Heritage Radio Network how to get in contact with you and be able to um, continue this conversation about cooking with flowers in, me- in Mexican cuisine? Because I think that's very important. Because this, like we always say, uh, I'm, I'm cooking in Mexico from A to Z on HRN, that we want this conversation to keep going. And, yeah, and and um, your mission will not uh, will not end. It just only grows bigger. So how can people reach out to you? Uh, I have my email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Lester Lone Sans uh, at gmail dot com. We have okay. to hear, we have to hear well, the, the origin of his name. Yes, Lester Lone Sans, and also Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like Lester Lone Sans. I love it. I love it. So if um, uh, the book is available to down to download for free, mm. uh, only in Spanish, by the way, uh, you can write me an email or message to my social networks, and I'll give you. Awesome. And real quick before we say goodbye, tell us about your name. Because it's not, it's you know, I don't, you know, my name's Aaron, you know. <laughs> my my other, my twin brother's name is Rodrigo. But Lester Loon is not the common name that you just find in the Jose or the Juan 
caliber uh, vocabulary. So we would like to learn a little bit about that, please. It's not a, a great story. <laughs> My mom knew a French teacher <laughs> whose name was that Lester Long. Uh, also, many years ago, when I was studying French, I have a French teacher who told me that she knew a town in England named like that, Lester Long. Uh, she told me, she told me, uh, maybe it is a name that appeared on the border between France and England, because Leicester is extremely England. So uh, that's that's all. I, and I how know. your mother, how your mother found it? I don't know. From the, from the French teacher. I, we haven't really talked French about teacher. your restaurant too much, but, you know, Jalapa is a really good place to go eat because most people do not go to Veracruz. We don't have that many tourists in Veracruz. But uh, yes. But the thing is that it's wonderful that you have this great restaurant in Jalapa. And, uh, and we have our beautiful friend, La Doña Raquel Torres, right? Yeah, that's how, uh, that's from how the, Chorrilla de Recuerdo, you know, the iconic place I've been and I've, and I've, I've spent time with, with Raquel, obviously, as my mom has. And go ahead. I'm sorry, mom. No, that's how I met, that's how I, how I met Lester Noon. Mm -hmm. Raquel. Raquel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she told me, she said, no, yeah. you should contact, contact him because his book on flowers is much better than mine. <laughs> so anyway, so. What anyway. a treat it has been it's to see you again. And, you know, hopefully you will put up, uh, you know, the address to your restaurant and everything so that when people do go to Veracruz, they can go visit you. And they, and you can let us know, you know, what uh, what kind of things you're doing that, that people can partake of. And we'll come up there and cook with you when we have the chance, okay? My mom and I, okay? And your beautiful oh, restaurant, Mucarra, and it's in Jalapa. It is... Oh, it's a magical place. If you've never yes. been to Jalapa, Veracruz, you're missing out. It's one of the most special places I've ever visited in my life. The mercados, the people, the food. The museum, is, that museum. The museum, everything. It's you have not seen Mexico till you've been to Veracruz and especially Jalapa. And hopefully you come and visit Lester Luna at his restaurant, Mucarra, and just learn from him because... Uh, you know, it's just this magical place in Mexico that you've never seen. Forget all the tourist places. This is where you want to go if you want to learn about real Mexico. And it's indigenous and African influences and all of that good stuff. You know, Veracruz was considered sort of the Switzerland of Mexico where all these different indigenous people came, you know, to find peace and, and solitude. So anyway, we are just beyond, beyond... Uh, grateful in estamos super agradecidos por tu presencia, mi rey. Eres un genio, eres un lujo, eres un tesoro de todo. Y muchísimas gracias por, por estar con nosotros. And thank you for taking time. And of course, please look up more information on Cooking in Mexico from A to Z on Heritage Radio Network. And uh, I'm your host, Aaron Sanchez. And I'm Sarela Martinez. And we had the pleasure of having Lester Luna Sanchez Trinidad visiting with us today. So we hope to see you soon. Y hasta luego. Y nos vemos pronto. Cooking in Mexican from A to Z is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at Heritage Radio Network 
www.thepacific.org slash subscribe. Una más en mis entrañas.